Hey, Daryl. What, Steve? You know why you can't tr- ever trust an acupuncturist? You know, I don't know. Because they're backstabbers. Oh. <laughs> 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 uh. uh. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Engage, a family gaming podcast. This is episode 128, and my name is Steven Dutzman. I am your host, as always. This is the official video game and board game podcast for EngageFamilyGaming.com. EFG is a website where parents like myself and my co-hosts come together to give parents and families the information they need to get their family game on. This week, we've got a packed house, and that's exciting for board game week. Uh, we have a special guest. I'll introduce him in a moment. But we have our board game editor, Linda Roble. Hello, everybody. And as is the new norm for our board game podcast, Mr. Rob Collegian from Upon's Perspective. How are you, sir? How's it going? It's going all right. And so the guest of honor is Daryl Jones, the man Hello? behind is it is it Do, is it Dobbers or it's Dobbers, right? Right, Dobbers. Right, good. The man behind there's, Dobbers. There's one person on the internet who said Dobbers, and I'm not sure how they came up with that, but we'll, we'll just do it. I didn't want to be that guy. I didn't think it was that, but I I am uh, one thing that you will find about me is if I have an opportunity to be wrong, sometimes I just can't help myself. So I like to ask questions. So you're the man behind Dobbers Quest for the Key, which is a game currently on Kickstarter, cruising along. <laughs> Um, and uh, we want to. We have a Q and A up on our website. You were the uh, you were the featured uh, Kickstarter of the week for last week. Um, we've gotten a lot of hits on that, so hopefully that has uh, pushed some people towards uh, buying your stuff or pre buying your stuff, as that were. But we wanted right. to have you on here so we could talk about it because uh, right. I think it looks super rad. And there's uh, like a, a neat story about how this game came about um, and all that. So. I figured we would just hop right into it, if that's okay. Everybody good? Absolutely. Let's do it. Fair enough. Before I get too, too far ahead of myself, though, I do want to take a moment to thank all of our listeners for listening this week. Uh, we hope the games that you've been playing have been great. We do want to make our podcast more interactive, so please feel free to reach out to us on social media or email me with any comments, questions, or topic suggestions, because, you know, the the year is going on. Um, remember, we alternate video games and board games, as usual. So, um, let's just hop right into it. So, Dobbers, Quest for the Key, been on Kickstarter um, at, right now about a week, it looks like, right? If I'm doing my math correctly? You are doing the math correctly. Okay. And um, so you're. It looks like you're about a little bit more than a third of the way there, which is pretty good. Um, yep. Good, good pacing there. Um, so why don't you give us the elevator pitch? What is this game, Dobber's Quest for the Key? Sure. Dobber's Quest for the Key is more than a deck building game. It's an epic encounter building and adventure board game, where you and up to three friends compete racing to get the magical key and save the forest from this evil wood sprite that needs the key to unlock the shamble man sure is the shamble man the the big green like tree person looking thing in the uh cover image on your kickstarter page is that the shamble uh, man? he is not oh. no no he he's actually a minion so the oh. shamble man doesn't appear in this game um he, he would be too powerful and no one would like it okay <laughs> but uh, we do hope to reveal him in a future game, so it would be fun to do that. Sure. 
Sure. Yeah. I mean, that that is certainly fair. Sometimes the best villains are the ones that are entirely off stage. So, um, all right. So it's a deck building encounter building. Now this is it. So I've heard of deck builders before because board games, um, right. but I have yet to hear an, of what an encounter builder is. Could you just? Am I overthinking this? What's an encounter uh, builder? I don't game? think you are. I have not heard of an encounter builder either. So. I hope that this is the the launch of a new uh, age of deck building games, uh, not to overstate it at all. But anyway, <laughs> so yeah, the idea here is your resources in a just like any other deck building game, you go toward uh, acquiring new cards to build your deck, get better cards. And uh, in this case, you actually also equip your hero. So if you are familiar with Ascension, you play equipment kind of like you play constructs. They stay in sure. play, um, but you have a limited amount because you can't just carry everything. Um, so you're equipping your hero, but your resources are also divided towards buying location and creatures that go out on the board. Okay. Uh, the board is kind of a maze of, of paths. All the players start in a different location, but they all wind up in the center at where the, the key is that you're pursuing. So you've got this sort of optional path that you can take and you're you're guessing, you know, is player one gonna go, you know, left or right, and then you put down a location in front of them, um, either to steer them to the left or the right, or to force them to go through that location, then you can pile okay. stuff in there that makes it more difficult. Sweet. That's a really unique thing. I mean it's it's what makes the game super cool. Fair enough. I I agree. Okay, so you are right. I have never heard of anything like that. Rob, you're the, the, the guy who plays all the wacky stuff. Have you ever played anything similar to that before? Uh, no, no, that sounds uh, that sounds pretty unique to me. Unless I'm missing something, but uh, I don't think that so sounds are. pretty awesome. It does sound pretty cool. I'm I'm a big fan of the art, by the way. I know that that's Thank not, you. you know um you know did you do that the art or did you commission somebody? I did everything. So my son uh, played a huge role in helping us work through ideas and play testing um, and motivating and being awesome and all that stuff. But as far as the actual production of the game, um, I did everything from the writing to the graphic design to the illustration to the web development, uh, everything. So that's me. So when do you sleep? Um, I'm curious. <laughs> sometime after May 18th. All right, that's fair. That's fair. Because as someone, I mean, all three of us with our little hobbies on the side um, and, you know, parenting and day jobs, etc. Like, you know, we all give up a little sleep. But you, like, created a whole game and did all this art. And I know that making games is hard. That's why I don't do it. Um, because, you know, if you can't, you critique. I th at least that's how the saying goes, I think. So, um, so I, I just endless amounts of respect for the amount of work you put into that and I, I still have no idea uh, how you are alive um, so well um, I appreciate that um, I, I've had similar conversations with friends and uh, I've, I've told them that sometimes as an artist um, I literally feel like the ideas are, are chasing me like wild dogs and if I don't put them down on paper then I'm not going to sleep anyway so I may as well draw so I may be a little intense, but that's kind of how it happens sometimes. No, I, I can get with that. So, Linda or Rob, do you guys have any questions? I don't want to just make you sit here in silence. 
I, I could go all night, but I want you guys to get a turn. Well, I was actually, I would love to hear a little bit more about your uh, your grandfather, because I know that was a big inspiration for the actual Daubers, and you That's mentioned right. that. Yeah. And uh, I'd love to hear a little bit more how that kind of came about with your grandfather. I know he originated it, but, you know, kind of what what do you know, like, where it came from on his end? I, I don't. Um, I uh, was adopted by my grandparents at a really young age, and they raised me, and uh, um, I'm eternally grateful to them for that. And when we would be uh, not working hard or, you know, not, not doing our chores or whatever, or if we were just uh, uh, in a funk, uh, he would say, keep your daubers up. And it kind of had that dual meaning. It was used to kind of crack the whip a little bit. Hey, you're not trying hard enough, you know, so get, get after it. Or, um, you know, cheer up, cheer up. Things are not as bad as you think they are. So that was what he would say. Um, he, I mean, he said all sorts of things, but that was one that stuck with me. And um, at that age, I was into C.S. Lewis and, um, of course, Tolkien and those kind of things. And somehow that whole mashup of inspiration turned into these little uh, forest hobbit-like big-nosed, big-eared creatures. Uh, and now we're having this conversation about them. <laughs> But that was, you know, uh, 30 plus years. Wow. Yeah. Neat how things evolve. Yeah, yeah, they do. So, I mean, even after college, it's when I did the comic book. Uh, so that was in 2001. And um, and this is audio, so showing you this on the camera won't mean anything. <laughs> Copy of it. Um, but, uh, but then after college, I wanted to work on a story that was a little lighter. I had done some things that were kind of more of a dark fantasy or, or even kind of borderline horror kind of stuff. Um, okay. And that probably just is what comes with the angst of your teens and 20s. So I wanted to do something lighter, and the Daubers came back up. And uh, first story came out, and it came out really easily. It was one that was surprising to me when I try to write and do things like that. A lot of times there's a it's kind of a grind. You know, I know I have an idea, and then I kind of fight for every little detail until it finally makes sense. But this, it just flowed. It was just like these two kids go on an adventure, um, you know, very, very classic trope kind of stuff. You know, one wants to stay home because he's afraid he's going to get grounded for missing his curfew. And the other's like, no, we have to explore. Um, they meet the wood sprite. She cons them into looking for the key. And uh, so those are some of the elements from the comic book. Um, and I just basically took those and divided them all up into kind of like small parts and put them in a blender and then a board game came out. So uh, when you play the game, you're not actually going through the story like you would in a literary sense, but all those elements are in there okay. that you can encounter, you know, but you, then you end up making your own story. So that's kind of the another really fun part about it is that idea that every time you play, it's going to be completely different because you're going to go to a different location and different creatures and different equipment. Uh, so it's fun. Okay. Is this a cooperative game? It is not. It's not. Um, there, yeah, it's, it's not. It definitely has some of the ability to imply that it's cooperative. But I love competition. It's something that, that really is more exciting to me in a board game to, to try to beat an opponent. So sure. that's what it's how it, how it plays. And uh, big truck going by. Um, 
so yeah, so there's a, a heavy competitive element, and depending on how aggressive you know your friends are that you play with, um, you know you can really get pummeled. But if you're all you know kind of equal, then it's a really neat way to to try to outsmart each other and plan you know who's got what equipment so this monster works better against them and that kind of stuff. It's neat. Sure, great. What about you, Rob? Any questions? Well, I mean, he kind of he kind of answered that. I I was going to ask how it went from from grandfather to thirty some odd years to to board game. Um, but yeah, I mean, I kind of I kind of got that covered. Cool. <laughs> how so? We know kind of how this game came about. Um, mm-hmm. Why do you make games? Like what 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 about you know making games? brought you to it or is this something you just couldn't control you had these ideas that just kind of flowed out of you every creator and i'm, I'm sure rob agrees because he talks to a lot of creators too it feels like everybody has like a different journey um how to get there so i'm interested as to sure. you know kind of w- how you got to that point yeah yeah i mean aside from the inspiration uh that led through the comic book to this is um, a kind of a different story. I was always into art. I always loved uh, drawing as a kid, that kind of thing. Um, in 1992, a friend of mine handed me a comic book and said, hey, I think you'd like this. It happened to be Silver Surfer, Surfer number 50, which I don't expect everybody to know this, but I do. It is the initial uh, comic book that introduced Thanos and the Infinity Gauntlet story. So, oh, wow. My very first comic book was the launch of the Infinity Gauntlet story. And of course, so this next week is, uh, or is it this week? I don't even know. I'm, I'm, it's I'm Friday. Bananas for it's this thir- well, it's yeah, Thursday. This Friday. Two, two more sleeps. Yes, I have two no idea sleeps. what day it is, though. So that's a different it's, problem. It's Monday. It's Monday. <laughs> I was like literally going to say it's Tuesday. Um, so I lost my train of thought. Um, so anyway, so comic books, and then I just, my mind was like, wow, they're drawing these things, and they're cool, and there's stories, and I love it. And then, uh, aside from that, or in, in parallel to that, my friends and I started playing D&D, and of course, when we were that young, we were just making it up, we didn't really know what we were doing, rolling dice and hitting things, but we, we played that, and explored it, and then sort of this whole thing just took over my life, you know, I wanted... I wanted storytelling, I wanted art, um, and I, I spent the next 10 years doing that. Uh, went to college for illustration, um, then got out of college, made the comic book, and then decided to get a real job. So then all that kind of went on the shelf for 10 years or so. Um, I still you know, enjoyed what I did. Uh, I was a graphic designer, so it's kind of similar to illustration, just a little bit on the side of that. And uh, did that for a while and still do that. Learned a lot from that. But then as my kids started growing up, uh, they got into board games. And we still go to Gen Con. It's kind of a vacation we do. Um, I work with a company called uh, True Dungeon, if you've heard of True Dungeon before. Um, So I do all their graphics and things. So I've been loosely connected with the gaming industry through that for several years. And then, you know, I just said, like, I've, I, I've got to go back. I've got to try to make this thing of, like, more of who I am and not just a hobby, but but a career. So, 
Sweet. Well, this certainly looks like a good start. So can you talk about the intention of the game? Is this a kid's game? Is this a game that is intended for the whole family? What is your intent for the, you know, the target audience? Yeah, uh, this is a family-friendly game with enough strategy and uh, depth that any gaming group is going to be able to enjoy it. So if, you, if you're like a hardcore uh, Scythe player or Ascension player or you know, one of those that do go a little deeper, um, then you're going to get a lot out of this game because every time you play it, you're going to discover a new card and how it interacts with a different creature or a location. Um, so it is one that, that you can you can enjoy the first time you play it, but you're going to grow with the game. And it's really fun in that way to, to see players uh, like that I have helped me play test it. You know, now they're like, uh, they play differently than they did the first time because now they know, you know, these strategies and things. Uh, so it's pretty cool that way. But it is uh, kid friendly. So as long as your kids can read, they can definitely handle it. Uh, a high priority for me is with the art and with the messages and the things like that in it. There's never going to be a case where, as a parent, you see your kids playing a Splatter Ink Games game and or and are, are surprised, like, "Oh, what what is that card? Why is why are you looking at that? Or why are you reading that? Or you know, there's there's nothing going to be uh, mature on that level in any of those things. So. I want to help people think and enjoy and have fun and not, uh, you know, explore those other things. Very good. So that's that's something that was important to me. And uh, I think there's a place in the market for more of that. Absolutely. You, you bet there is. So you said your son was involved. Oh, wait, Linda, go ahead. Go ahead. I heard you. Yeah. Thinking, you inhaled. You were ready to ask another question. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I talk all day. This is sort of my stick. Um, yeah, so with, you know, that was in the, kind of the same vein with your son. Um, he helped, he was helping and developing it as he got into it. Um, how old is he? Is he He's 11 now. Guy? Okay. Yeah he's, yeah, he's 11 now. He was 10 when we started. Uh, my daughter's six, and she plays it. Uh, her attention span doesn't quite manage a whole game, though. She enjoys adding the numbers up, because uh, that's a big part of it. There's, uh, you get points from your armor, from your weapon, and from your hero and your item. So you have to add all those up. And then you go to the encounter and you add up the points from the location and the points from the creature and the points from any equipment that they have. So then you compare the numbers and whoever's higher wins. Uh, so that's something that, that she definitely was able to get into. And, and it's interesting, just in the last, I almost want to say like three months, a light bulb's gone off for her. So she's playing a lot more games um, and and really seems to be kind of grasping those those concepts. What did we play? Oh, we played Clank in uh, space yesterday, I think it was. And she really did good with it. I'm like, oh my. Well, I guess she's, she's getting there. So anyway, tangent. <laughs> <laughs> tangents are, tangents are great. I mean, isn't it crazy? And I mean, I think all of us have had that experience where we where you know, we our kids will start doing something and then they'll just grasp something that we really thought was going to be a struggle. Like they you know, your kids will surprise you. Um that's why I, you know, I talk to parents all the time and they're like, "Oh, you know, I think this might not be appropriate for kids or because you know, they might not be able to do it." And I'm like, "Listen, I don't put an age on anything like that because <laughs> you know, if cuz kids are smarter than we think. 
always, it feels like. You know, Lynn is a teacher, so she probably experiences that on the regular. Kids <laughs> figuring stuff out that we're like, nah, there's no way they'll figure it out. And then they're like, nah, no, nah, we got it. Um, yep. I can talk to my kids. Like, if you can if you can evolve a Pokemon, that means you can probably run a washing machine. Like, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, yeah, no, I... I agree. Uh, there, there's some dishes that need to be done, and and uh, you can you can do that while you're thinking about how you're going to create this next Pokemon. Because that's what my son apparently wants to do. He wants to create real Pokemon, like animatronic. That's oh. what he thinks he's going to go into for oh, he's a gonna career. Make, like, he's going to make robot Pokemans. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. You know that's, what? That's a valid life goal. I mean, it, it might kind of be right. <laughs> the way the entertainment of all this stuff like seems to be dominating our, our culture and, and economy um, by the time he's ready to do that, man. Listen, if you tell, if he tells me that in like 15 years, he's going to do a Kickstarter for like a robot Pikachu, I'll back it. I'll back it. I'm in hundred <laughs> yeah. percent. Right. So my, my question, and I guess this is a, a bit, a bit forward thinking now. Uh, mm-hmm. Is this a game that you plan on expanding on or creating multiple in a series where this would be the first game and then there's a second game or is this going to be like you're going to release kind of expansion packs for it uh, you know is there a, is there a plan past yeah. the let's get this funded yes there there is a plan um there's several games that i'm uh working on mentally for splattered ink games but so yeah uh there is a plan uh for the dauber's storyline and uh there's so much that you can do with the current setup so the the way the encounters work uh building the challenge stack and equipping your heroes and even some of the stretch goals we currently have planned with traveling companions and weapon upgrades and uh mounts and all this stuff that that hopefully will be revealed in the next few weeks uh to to say that there won't be another game released with this format is silly but the the bigger goal is actually to release a series of games that all function in a different way right so these games will then act uh like act one act two act three of a bigger story so now they're gonna they get the key and this game then the next game is going to be there's a thief that's trying to steal the key and it's going to be one of the players so it's going to have that sort of uh clue who done it kind of feel where the you know one player is randomly chosen and no one knows who it is um and they're going to be exploring the castle where they find the key so there's a lot i'm i'm i've got a lot of excitement for where this is going to go and i i i look forward to getting to do that i like that i like i like that a lot i mean it could have been you could have just said yeah we're just going to release some more cards every once in a while Right, like you know, the standard answer. But I, I like the idea of having multiple games you play in a series, and they're all different games. I don't think I, I have never played anything like that. Rob, have you? No. No, I haven't. Yeah. Cool. Well, I'm I'm glad to hear that too. I was I'm excited about the idea, and of course, you don't have to play them in order. I don't want to make it restrictive oh. in that way. But uh, that you can have that kind of loose connection from one step to the next, uh, I think is going to be a lot of fun. Sure. Now, you've mentioned the comic book a few times. Is this Mm -hmm. thing still available for sale? 
Uh, it is not out there in the world available. I do have a few copies that I kept for myself after I sold out initially, which w it was a super small run, so it wasn't uh, overly impressive, but I had fun with it. And uh, so those copies I have, and I am making a reprint of that for the Kickstarter. So if you are interested and seeing that from a fan point of view or a history point of view, uh, there's the hero level uh, tier, so you can you can back it. At that, you'll get the game, you'll get a reprint of the comic. I'll sign it. Um, you're also going to get a art print of the tree golem, which is that big green uh, root-looking guy that you mentioned earlier. It looks like an angrier, like he he definitely looks like an angrier, way more aggressive, like Groot kind of guy like and i think it for me and anybody that's curious as to what i'm talking about just go to the kickstarter which by the way you should go to the kickstarter anyway i mean geez um go to the kickstarter yeah. look at the cover image and you're gonna see what i mean like it's this green thing like kind of hunched over on the right side of the page like it looks really aggressive right like rob tell mm -hmm. me i'm crazy like it doesn't have a face so, it, I mean, but it's got, like, the angry eyes thing. Like, it's definitely giving me, like, like I feel like I need to fight this thing. Um, and I mean, like, as long as I get to tell you that you're crazy, I'm going to say, like, hey, man, you're totally crazy. Oh, all right. Um, but I do agree <laughs> with you on, on that. But you told me to tell you you're crazy. Oh, all right, that's fair. That's fair. I did. And you and you're you are nothing if not a company man. So um, that's right. Just so I tell you to, to call me crazy, and you do. So how many? So I see. I'm looking in here, and don't mind guys if I jump in. So I'm looking at the art here, and I see, you know, like the I see these four heroes. So there, so there are four named heroes in this game: Toby, Gavin, Shaori. Shayori, yep. And Herb. It but is it yep. Herb with a with the the pronounced H or or it's Herb, right? Yeah, it's Herb. Herbert. Right. I like yeah. Herb. He's he Herb. Herb is my jam. So um yeah, and he, these are like the main character. are these in the these characters in the comic book? Yep, they are. They certainly are. Um they were going to have bigger roles. Uh Shayori and Herb were gonna have bigger roles as I wrote more of the comic, but you know, I we didn't really end up doing that. Uh, but they were still primary characters to me, so we worked them in. And a fun little side note, uh, Shaori was a nickname that my wife used when she was in college. So that's where that name comes from. Fair enough. You gotta, I mean, you gotta put your wife in your game. Otherwise you're right. just, you're quietly going to get in trouble every day. So, um, well done heading that off at the pass. I, I think that that was a smart call. Um, I really do like the design on these. These, I mean, they feel gnomish to me more than they mm -hmm. feel hobbitish to me. Um, but I mean, either way, I really dig the way they look. And you know, as far as like family appropriateness, I mean, these are cool characters that I can really get down with. Um, and I'm I'm glad that you're that you kept it simple with the like the hero pawns as opposed to trying to make your campaign bananas and have minis and stuff. <laughs> like it feels like. You know, you set things you set things yeah. out at a reasonable level, because um, some people just go. Yeah. Nuts. It's like I wouldn't be opposed to having some minis of the characters, but um, right, yeah, that's not that's not the kind of game I think we're building today. But you, I mean, who knows? Maybe yeah. we'll explode, and I'll have to do it. I'll be pressured to do it by the backers. Yeah, you won't have a choice. You, you might not. <laughs> 
So any obstacles that you wanted to share, any stories of like trials and tribulations besides the fact that you're a one-man show doing everything and not sleeping? Any other trials and tribulations you want to uh, talk about? I mean, I think one of the challenges uh, we kind of touched on is there was a little bit of a perception that the game was a kid's game um, as opposed to a kid-friendly game. So we're redesigning some things on the fly. and that's that's fun, you know, but a challenge. Uh, we've also recently added the action point tracker, uh, which you can see if you scroll down to the uh, what's in the box thing. So that the intention there is to just give you a little bit of a of a tool to help track your action points when you've got your hero out there and he's got all his equipment. Um, yep. So you don't have to add it up every single turn you can kind of mark what your base level is and then when you play cards on top of it then you add to it again but uh so we've added that uh based on feedback of reviewers but beyond that it's actually been pretty smooth other than taking a long time you know i'd like all this to be done and uh as far as like the amount of illustrations i still have uh 30 percent of them left less than that 25 percent probably to do so I've done a lot, um, but uh, yeah, it's it's been a really neat opportunity. I mean, neat growing experience, and if nothing else, you know, hopefully this will um, plant me firmly in the gaming industry as an illustrator, in addition to hopefully a game designer. Well, I mean, now, it looks oh, like you're sorry. Gonna, no, I was just gonna say I think you're gonna I, I think this is that if that's your goal, I think you're gonna be uh, doing pretty all right. Um, because this the the art at the very least is top notch on this game. I'm a huge fan of the art. That was one of the first things that grabbed me. Rob, what were you gonna say? Well, I was so just I was gonna I was gonna say, so now you've got at your your top um, your top pledge level, the, the two ninety level. Mm-hmm. The the create a dauber hero. Right. Uh, so you've got twelve of those available. Five of them, five of them are already gone. Yeah. Which means that. So that means that we're gonna get five extra heroes in the game, or is it just kind of like if you back that, you get the extra hero? No. So this is gonna go into the game. Every box will have this created hero. Now I am giving the people who are backing at that level to create something other than a hero. If they want to create a creature or if they want to create a a magical item or uh, something else, that's all valid options. Uh, I thought most likely they were going to want to create a hero. So yeah, we will have a lot to choose from um, once this Kickstarter wraps up. Awesome. Yeah. I I can... What's I can that? create like a Steven Duitz monster. <laughs> that's, uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, and if you want to just describe, you know, who it is that you want created, that's great. If you want to send me a picture of your niece and have me draw that, I can do that too. As a dauber, of course, dauberized. Um, so pretty neat. The, the most recent one of those was actually a Twitch streamer who has a pretty vibrant community and they all pitched in uh to back at that level so that they could get a card that represents the community in the game uh so i thought that was pretty cool 
Yeah, that sounds pretty awesome. Hey, by hook or by crook, you just you know, at the end of the day, we need we need to get this game back. So let's just get that done, right? Um, yeah, yeah. Think, so if you, I mean, if you've got a gamer group that's like really really tight knit and they want to all pitch in, you know, forty bucks and back at that level, and then they can create their own character, then you know, I'm I'm all for it. So it's good stuff. Fair enough. Um. So I know you've been so so you've talked to a few other. Uh, uh, it looks like you've been on a few other podcasts like this week. It looks like right. Like I'm just looking. Th- I was looking through because you were you were just on the Family Gamers. So you met them. They were actually on our show. I think what was it two weeks ago? <laughs> cool. Um, yeah. So the Family Gamers went up today. I was in that, and then uh, ge- getting geeky with Leaf or Gamer Leaf. What he's his name Blake. is longer and odder. Yeah, Blake. Huh? Blake. 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 Yeah. yeah, Blake Leafly. He's going to be out here at yeah. some point too. And that, that how uh-huh. uh, so that, that was what interesting kind of doing the doing the rounds, right? You know, kind of doing your own little press junket. Yeah, it is. Um, there's so many available and then there's like a kind of a weird roller coaster with it. So, you send out a press release or you send out, you know, some sort of a a please pay attention to me email and then you're all excited and then nothing happens and then you're not excited anymore and you're frustrated and then all of a sudden you start getting responses and then one guy responds and says well let me let me ask so and so and then it starts another little roller coaster back up the hill (laughs) so um yeah i went from like having two interviews to having uh you know 10 interviews and it's been it's been fun and i'm really hopefully getting a little smoother at it but Probably not. You're doing all right, buddy. You're doing all right. So let's stop talking about your game for a minute. I want to talk about you. Okay. I, what is – so I, you say in here that you, you are a Twitch – because you sent me what you described as the long one, um, which was <laughs> like an email where basically you gave me a lot. So you are a Twitch streamer yourself, meaning you, you're on Twitch and you do a Dungeons & Dragons game? Yep. Tell me so, a little bit about that. Yeah, I, I, I stream illustration, of course, because that's going to be uh, what I'm doing a lot of anyway. Uh, so that's fun. But also as a way to try to just build the community. You said you didn't want to talk about the game, but you asked the wrong question. Um, <laughs> I, I actually converted the Daubers into a D&D 5e uh, game. Um, so we've got, you know, the way to build all the different types of daubers and you can build some of the different monsters and things like that. And I've drawn a map for Dauberton and all this stuff. So we play once a week on Wednesdays on the Exploding Dice channel and we just have a a buttload of fun because it's kind of silly. It's a little bit less intense than some of the, you know, dark, like out of the or whatever. And, uh, uh, we have a whole lot of fun. We got a good good cast of players too that are hilarious and clever and do a good job. So awesome! Well, I can't wait awesome. to watch that. Yeah. Who'd have ever thought? And this is just for the whole panel. Who'd have ever thought when Twitch was first announced and like started picking up that eventually we'd be like, yeah, let's watch some you know like cooking shows or illustrators or dungeons and dragons games like it never occurred to me the way that twitch was going to evolve like i always thought oh it's just for video game streaming but like there's just so much on there right now it's just bananas 
Yeah, yeah. It's super interesting because it feels to me, and uh, I don't really know anything. I'm not a forecaster of entertainment, but it feels to me like the whole live TV era is going to return, and it's going to be led by Twitch and other platforms like that. So uh, where it all went away, you know, whenever whenever I Love Lucy was on and, and, and those type of shows, and it's like it's coming back. And in a way that's exciting, but in a way that's also a little scary because those shows that have the production value to be like a, a real show that just happens to be live on Twitch might end up, you know, influencing people like me that are just hanging out online and drawing while people hang out with me, I guess. But yeah, that's a bit of a tangent too. Well, I mean, we, we tangents are our, our, that's our aesthetic. So don't worry about that. All right. Um, yeah. The tangent channel. Yeah, exactly. We just kind of go with what we got to do. Linda keeps me under control normally. Uh, that's why I don't have her on every week because I can't handle being restricted that much. Um, um, Jeez, people are going to think I'm like, you know, the mom for the group. Oh, wait, I am. You kind of are. So it's, uh, it's just how it's just how it works. Um, if it. If it makes everybody feel better when when we LARP, she tells me what to do also. So um, Oh really? LARP, what do you play? Well, I play Alliance, which is uh, an offshoot of Nero. I don't know if you um what do you I so, haven't LARPed since to uh, nineteen ninety-eight probably, and okay. that was when White Wolf was the king, so oh, okay. it was all vampires and werewolves. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, we play Alliance, which is a sword and sorcery boffer LARP that started oh, in the Northeast okay. and has since kind of exploded. Um, and so uh, the like the, the I can't say it's how me and Linda met because it's not how we met. We met many many no. many years ago um, because my grandma my grandmother tried to set me up with her. It's funny it didn't work out. Yes. Um, and the way I met her again is my best friend, her husband. We met at work and I recruited him and then he was like, "Well, I have to bring my wife because she won't, you know, it, then it makes it more likely that I'll be able to go, which is factually correct." Um, <laughs> and so we convinced her Basically six months through, later. Six months later, basically <laughs> through just a a, a a pile of lies um, to come in and uh, hang out with us, and she did, and that and the yep. rest is history. And that was like twenty years ago at this point. Um, Almost. So, awesome. And she does just basically tell me what to do, and it's fine, even though I'm the team leader. Um, I <laughs> st- I just get told what to do. When in doubt, do what the mom says. Right, Rob. That's absolutely true. Listen, I mean, there's just there's survival instincts, and then there's self preservation. You just got to do it. Um, are you going to Gen Con this year, Daryl? Yeah, absolutely. I am going to be at Gen Con. The Daubers will be at Gen Con. Um, we're actually running a play of uh, like a learn to play on. Oh, cool. What night are we playing? At? Yeah, so I think we're playing doing the learn to play on Thursday. Then we're doing Daubers D and D Thursday night. Oh, nice. And then we're doing a Dobbers tournament on Friday, so um, it'll be it'll be fun. It'll be a good learning experience for me because I've not run a tournament. I've done lots of things at Gen Con, but I've never had to do that and work out the timing and all the players and you know. <laughs> so I'm sure there there'll be some uh, major catastrophe, but uh, that's. Yeah, probably par for the course right yeah you may want to think about some of those things before you get to gen con i mean i mean i'm not trying to tell you what to do i don't yeah, want to game uh-huh. at you but i don't think that a tournament is the thing you want to fly by the seat of your pants on 
That scares <laughs> me. I'm having Ajita just thinking about it. Um, but, yeah. So, and and they are approved, by the way. I just checked. I had, I had forgot to look to see if they were uh, officially on the schedule, but they are, they will be on the schedule when nice. it releases. What is that? May first when that comes out. So. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. That's super cool. So, this has been. A, I mean. I am excited. So let's talk about um, where people can find more information out about Dobbers. Now, first, I want to tell people there is a Q&A on EngageFamilyGaming.com. So by all means, go there, click it. There's links to all of the Kickstarter. But people need to go look at the um, the Kickstarter campaign. Um, what? Where else can they find more information? Is it on the website? Do you have any YouTube videos that people have made, like, you know, in preparation for the Kickstarter campaign? Yeah, uh, so of course you can find me at Splattered Inc. on all the social media. So whether it's Twitch, Twitter, uh, Instagram, or Facebook, it's Splattered Inc. Uh, DobbersQuest.com also uh, points to SplatteredInc.com. And as far as videos go, there's a really good one that Board Game Brawl did. Um, I am really, really appreciate what Nick put into it because he uh, did a, a really nice breakdown of kind of the turns and how that works. Um, and then, uh, contrary to what I think he typically does, because it's supposed to be that it's a not a, you know an objective preview or whatever, but he really talks about what this game's going to turn into, and he's excited. You can tell about the mechanics of uh, building encounters, and that they're going to be different every time you play, and that the expandability of this is just huge. So uh, go check that video out. It's also linked in the Kickstarter, so you can just watch it right there. Um, there's also a long playthrough that's in the Kickstarter that is a video on the Exploding Dice channel on Twitch. So we do a full uh, two-hour uh, kind of interview slash playthrough where me and my family just play a game online. Okay. And so you can kind of okay. see the whole thing from turn one to the winner. And awesome. uh, yeah, yeah. And of course, you know, the Facebook page is a good place to find me if you just want to talk or uh, ask questions or follow the news that we're trying to release on a daily basis. Awesome. And we will obviously put links to all of those things in the show notes um, because that's what Super. you do. Well, that's what you do when you're a podcast. <laughs> you put things in the show notes. That's the thing that I have learned over 130 some odd episodes. You put things in the show notes because that's useful. It's like, you know, it took me about 100 episodes to figure that out. Um, I'm a little slow sometimes. you got to give me a break. Um, also, I didn't hire Linda until recently, so she probably would have been on top of that in the beginning. Um, maybe that's why I have her around, so that she'll just tell me what to do. I'm helpless. Um, so I can tell. Yeah, well, you know, I'm completely helpless. I don't know what the heck I'm doing. Um, I just kind of come here and, like, talk into a microphone, and John makes me sound good and, you know, all that. So... I think our time is coming to a close. Daryl, if I said that you have 30 seconds to say whatever you want to my audience, that I don't have to beep out, <laughs> what would you want to say? I would say first, thank you for having me on your show. Thank you for taking the time to listen to uh, me talk about a passion of mine, uh, gaming and illustration, and uh, working with my family to build something that's fun for everybody. So I appreciate your time. I know it's valuable. We all are in short supply. If I could ask for a little bit more time, though, just go over to that Kickstarter, take a look. Uh, if there's anything on there at all that appeals to you, back it for a dollar so that you can get the updates. 
And uh, then as you learn more and more about it, I'm sure you'll fall in love with it, just like uh, everybody that I know is starting to fall in love with it. And uh, you'll become part of the Dauber community. Fair enough. I like that. Well done. Well done. I didn't have to even beep anything. Good job. Good job. It's like you knew where you were. So um, so thank you very much for that. Rob, what have you been up to recently? What have I been up to recently? Yeah. I've been uh, – I've just been – I've been plugging away, and I'm trying to catch up on some some reviews, been playing some games with my kids that, uh, that they've been wanting to play. So instead of me saying, hey, you're going to play this new hotness that came in the mail – um, I've been saying like, "Hey, what do you want to play?" and oh. and been doing that. <laughs> Who knew that was effective? Mind they um, they were rebelling a little bit. Well, you know, they were like, "Oh, Dad, I don't, I don't want to play more new stuff." And I was like, "All right." All right. And then I still slip in new things here or there. Of course you do. Of course you do. Fair enough. Well, and you've also been doing your nor'easter series, which has been I have. Which has been wildly popular. Tell the tell. Why don't you tell everybody what it is, real fast? Uh, so the Nor'easter series was kind of just something that came out of uh, you know going to a lot of local events in in the Northeast, whether it's uh, the Connecticut Festival of Games, PAX East, Boston Fig, um, just meeting people and talking to people and making new friends. I was like, hey, we've got this really just great group of of designers, publishers, and content creators, like right in the Northeast U.S. Um, and it just like hit me one day. It's like, you know, I could do this series of articles where I talk to these people, and I'll call it Nor'easters. Um, so these these will be my Nor'easters, and I'm going to talk to to these people. And uh, every week, it's just a kind of a a written interview. I, I chat with people, whether it's over Discord or, or Messenger, and I uh, I get their links. Um, you know, we chat, and I, I post it uh, every morning at 8.30 a.m., um, and you, as you know, are my, my next Nor'easter, so... Uh, I am, in fact. You will be going up on uh, on Monday. Which is uh, which is very exciting, because I always like to hype myself up. Um, and Linda, <laughs> you and I and my wife are going to be showing up on the podcast again next week, because we're going to be talking about them Nintendo Labos. Um, are you familiar with the Nintendo Labo, Daryl? Or have you been head down in Dobbers for so long? Yeah, um, I, a little of both. I am familiar with it. I, I'm starting to get curious about it because I've started to see more and more okay. uh, the things that it's doing. But uh, I have not explored it enough yet. So do yourself a favor. Subscribe to a podcast. It's called Engage, a family gaming podcast. <laughs> And next week, I've never heard of it. Never heard of it. Yeah, me either. Yeah, no. um, I'm just throw, I'm literally just throwing random words out into my microphone. I don't even know what I'm talking about. But because um, my my wife and Linda and I will be uh, recording a special edition of the show uh, because Linda and my wife, while I was at a event, um, herded cats and built a whole bunch of um, Labo stuff. Um, with our collective group of children and did a remarkable job. So for those listening, um, head over to our Instagram, which is Instagram.com slash Engage Family Gaming, or to our Facebook page, which you can get to Facebook.com slash Engage Family Gaming. Who would have known that those were our usernames? And uh, take a look. We did some cool videos. Uh, they showed how easy some of the stuff was to make because one of those things was made by, like, a, a six-year-old. Um and everything cool. was done primarily by children 
with guidance, obviously, but um, yeah. very cool stuff. And you get to kind of get an idea what it's all about. Um, and we're going to do a whole podcast next week where literally that's all we're going to talk about is just the building and the future of it and all sorts of stuff. So uh, if you are interested, Daryl, um, mm-hmm. then tune in. And for those of you listening, um, well, we know you're going to tune anyway because because you love us and you've been around for a very that's long time. Okay. Yep, that's uh, at least that's what I hope. That's what I tell myself. So, um, until next time, folks, I do uh, I do want to thank you for listening to Engage a Family Gaming Podcast. We hope you enjoyed listening as much as the four of us enjoyed recording it. We'll be back next week, like I said, for video games, but specifically we're going to be talking about pieces of cardboard, um, which I never thought I would say in my entire life on a board on a video game podcast. Usually we do that over here on the vi- board game side, but hey, whatever. Spreading our wings. In the meantime, though, folks, please leave us a review. Do the thing. Share us with your friends. More people listening means broader reach, which means bigger stuff to talk about, etc., etc. You know the drill. So until next time, everyone, thank you much for listening. And don't forget to get your family game on. We'll see you next week, folks. Bye. Bye. Have a good night. Boom. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Tune in next week.